Welcome to the What Is Life, the What Is Life podcast. Welcome to the What Is Life, the What Is Life podcast. Welcome to the What Is Life, the What Is Life podcast. Podcast, yeah. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the What Is Life podcast. Yes, it's your boy, your host, Sensei Spees in the building. Yes, Mr. Cronkite himself, back at you with another episode, episode 36. And I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart from tuning back in. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning back in. Y'all came back again. We 36 episodes deep now. I remember when we were just at the introduction. Now, we are getting closer and closer and closer to 50. So, shout out to you. Thank you for making this a part of your daily routine, your eating routine. Whether you're cooking, cleaning, working, working out, driving in your fast car, NASCAR, thank you. For however you support this podcast. Because without you all listening, without you all tuning in, my awareness would not be where it's at today. And most importantly, we all would not be growing together. Because we're all in this together. We all are co-creating each other's realities. We all are trying to create our heaven here on earth and not trying to experience hell on earth. Am I right or am I right? You know what I mean? So the more that we move in unison, the more that we are in harmony, the more that we are able to see and to know that we are God. We are all. We are a part of the all. We are linked with the creator. We are linked with God. We are here to learn how to create On this planet, we are here to learn how to master ourselves, really control ourselves, really be aware of ourselves so we fully know and understand who we are and what we are truly capable of. And if we fear that, then we will never maximize our potential here. In this 3D realm of reality that we call Earth. So I want to say thank you again. For allowing me to grow. Now what are we talking about today man? What are we talking about today? But before we get into that I have to let you know that Pal Pullen is in attendance. He is posted up. He is posted up. He's like you know what I can't wait for today's episode. That's what he was telling me earlier. He's like I'm really excited. Thank you for letting me be a part of the live studio audience. I said, pal, chill. Thank you for being a part of the live studio audience. Thank you. So without further ado, man, let's get into it. What are we talking about today? Well, today we're, we're going to be discussing something that we all can relate to. We've all dealt with rejection some way or somehow, either if we were the ones doing the rejecting Or if it was someone rejecting us. We reject our thoughts. 
we even reject who we are as a person, who we are as a human being. So rejection is a part of our everyday life. We deal with this all the time, Mm. mentally and physically. But it starts mentally first. starts in the mind first. Now, what is rejection? Rejection is the dismissal of a person, place, or thing. What are things, thoughts, or ideas? Ideas are vibrations, thoughts, or frequencies. When we have a thought, we can turn it into an idea. And then that idea can be played out creatively, emotionally, or we'll just internalize that idea. Meaning it will never see light. It will never see the light of day because we are not putting our energy towards that. We're not giving that idea the life it needs, the light it needs for it to become dense enough to be played out in this 3D realm of reality. So just stay in the air, stay in the mind. So when we reject a thought, that idea of that thought will never see the light of day unless we press on, unless we rebuke that rejection that we got from a thought that we had and that we expressed to someone else. We do this a lot as kids growing up. We have, as kids, our brains are stuck in the theta wave. So between when you were born and when you reach seven years old, your brain is in a state of hypnosis. So you're observing everything you see. You're attracted to whatever you're attracted to at a time. I was attracted to sports, so... I loved Michael Jordan. So I'd go tell people, I'm the next Michael Jordan. And then people would be like, you ain't Michael Jordan. You're nothing but a peanut head. (laughs) That was my next door neighbor who used to say that in Japan. Her name was Miss Kamalita. She always called me peanut head. (laughs) But I never thought and still to this day don't think my head was ever a peanut head. I don't think I got a peanut head. Let me know if y'all think I got a peanut head, man. Please. I remember when I used to cut my hair real short, like real low. When I look in the mirror, I'd be like, dang, maybe I do got a peanut head. Because my head looked like an alien shape. (laughs) Because I look damn near bald. My dad had me cut my hair so low. But yeah, dreams can be killed at such a young age. As kids, we have such aspirations to be these great things in life we want to be superheroes we want to be doctors we want to be presidents lawyers nascar drivers surfers all that we want to do it all as kids but oftentimes we are we're we're taught to really narrow down our choices A lot of those things get axed out from a young age. And you have a path that you must follow. See, when my parents split, when I was living with my mom at first in Mississippi, 
I wanted to play football so bad, so bad. I wanted to be out on that field. But my mom did not want me getting hurt. She thought I was too small to play. So I had to keep playing soccer. And I love soccer. Don't get me wrong. But my team sucked. My team sucked. My team sucked. (laughs) I mean, I was good. But my team sucked. So whenever we played the great teams in our league, we'd get get trashed. Because all the focus would be on me. And then nobody else would be doing their part. And I got tired of that. So I'm like, man, I'm going to retire from soccer in the third grade. And then after that, next thing you know, I'm moving to Florida. Then I'm playing football. Then I started playing, like my first position was right guard. I couldn't believe that, right guard. I'm like, wow, I've been dying to play football this long, putting up with all this rejection. And then now I'm finally getting to play the sport I wanted to play. And they got me at right guard. This was in the league in Fort Walton Beach. Right guard. (laughs) I was like, man, fuck football. This shit trash. (laughs) And I wasn't about to play again. Then we moved to Blue Water. Then I tried out. Well, they had uh, combines. Because my dad asked me if I wanted to play again. Because my dad asked me if I wanted to play again. I was like, yeah, sure. Then same thing. Same thing happened with soccer. I was on a really trash team, but I was good. So when we played the mediocre teams, the good teams, it'd either be close or we win. But when we played the great teams, teams who were stacked, we'd get our asses whooped. <laughs> we'd get our asses whooped. I felt like I had to do it all. But it was still fun, though. Cause I really didn't know what's going on. I'm like, I was happy to be out there playing. Ha ha running. Ha ha ha. Trying to do my thing. That shit was fun as fuck. I loved playing football as a kid. But I guess when you really think about it, all rejection is is it's 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 a type of resistance that's needed in this world. Because we are all definitely not the same people. We are influenced by different energies. We consume different things. But we have these same similar experiences because we all share this earth. And this earth is alive, so it's aware of all of us. And it's aware of every single being, every single item that we are aware of or that we're not aware of. Everything that's physical. And everything that's metaphysical. And we know this because we are physical and metaphysical beings. We are made up of atoms, which are positively charged protons, negatively charged electrons, bound to a positively charged nucleus. That is the makeup of our human body. We experience the negativity first because... Our exterior, our skin, what we see is made of electrons. Our protons and the neutrons that we possess lie within us. 
So that's why it takes so much more effort and so much more energy to be positive. But once your subconscious is trained to act like that, to always think positive and be positive, when you experience this negativity that is amongst us, it'll be more welcoming. It'll know how to comfort it. It'll know how to embrace it because negativity is needed. So when we experience rejection, what we're really experiencing is how much do we want this thing that is rejecting us? How bad do we want to play out this idea, live out this idea that keeps rejecting us? Why can't we bring it into fruition yet? Why can't we make it happen yet? It's a pretty simple answer, but the simplest things are the things that we have the most difficult time processing. Because we hate to accept reality for what it is at the current time. We all wish we were millionaires and billionaires and trillionaires right now. But that lifestyle is not even fathomable to someone who is not putting in that effort, that work to be a millionaire, trillionaire, and billionaire right now. So it's cool to have that mindset, that wealthy mindset, but if you're not putting in the work to back that, the grueling process of studying, working, getting better at your craft, then you'll never see that vision. And when you die and you try to, and you, when you die and you think you're going to go to that heaven or that hell, what you're envisioning is not going to be there. Why? Because no matter where you go, no matter where you end up, you're still going to work. You're still going to have to put in work. Because our soul never dies. We are, we're energy. This body is going to reject us one day. This body rejects us now. Every day when we wake up, this body is dying. We know one day this body is going to perish. So until the scientists figure out how to make these bodies immortal, like our soul is, infinite like our soul is, timeless like our soul is, then this body is going to keep, this human body is going to keep rejecting us. And we cling on to it and we love it so much like we're supposed to because this body is our temple. But we also have to learn when to separate ourselves from the body because this body is alive, it's aware of itself and it thinks as well. It'll think for you. Literally, it'll think for you. When you get hungry and you crave something, your body remembers those sensations that you have when you eat certain foods. And those foods may not be the best for us, but yo, it's scrump diddly umptious. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. But we know it's not good for us. And when you eat healthy, 
like greens and whatnot. Yeah, it can get boring, but life just seems so much more vivid. It seems less bland. It seems more colorful, more alive. The energy that you feel that you have, it's like you've gotten 20, 30 hours of sleep and you only slept five hours. You're just so excited for the day. So it's, it's, it's really good to have balance. It really is. And rejection teaches you that. It teaches you that balance is natural. It teaches, it teaches you that balance is real. Rejection teaches you that you cannot have it all. Or you can have it all, but it won't be worth it. So stay within your lane and get what you know that you deserve. There's certain things in this life that we will not be denied. We will not be, de- we will not be denied. You have to give the universe time to cook up exactly what you want. Because... Oftentimes when we desire something, we are not all the way intentional with it. We're not all the way defined. We're not all the way defined in what we want. So the universe will put something that we've been wanting in our lives, right? In our lives that we wanted, but we wanted it this way and we received it like this. For example, you wanted the Bentley, but instead you got a Kia. And this whole time you've been saying you wanted a new car, you wanted a new car, but you didn't make it known that you wanted a Bentley. You just made it known that you wanted a new car. So now you're mad at the universe, you're mad at yourself, you're mad at the world because you got a Kia instead. And you could have had the Bentley coupe. Whoop-de-whoop. So the more intentional you are, the less you're going to deal with rejection. Set yourself up for ways to avoid being rejected. So when you're going after a job, right, you want to have the most credentials backing you up. Because in this life, you're not the only one that's going to be competing for a job. And yes, life is not a competition. I know, I know, I know. But let's face it. It doesn't matter what you're doing, whether it's scholastically or if it's sports, through sports. You're going to face some competition. So you want to have these certifications, these bachelor's degrees, these master's degrees, these PhDs, these doctorates to back you, to boast you. So you can have that clout. So you cannot be denied. And even if you are denied, there's a job out there that's not going to deny you. Let's take it another step. Let's say you're a male or female, right? And you're trying to get to know this guy or this girl. You want to date them so bad. You want to go out with them so bad because why? They look so good. They look like they're always having fun on social media. But then when you finally get to know them, right, after you've been DMing them, texting them and whatnot, when you're actually hanging in person and chilling out, hanging out, you start to realize, like, man, this person's mad corny. This person is not fun at all, not cool at all. All this person does is complain about his or her looks. All this person does is complain about other people 
there's not really any striking conversation. So let me just smash and get out of here. <laughs> That's how it be. And then you look back on it. You look at back at that time you spent with that person. And you're just like, what the fuck was that about? But that's what happens when you want something just because of how it looks. That's how it is when you want something just because of the popularity that it comes with. It's really not worth it. I remember one time I was dating some IG famous chick. And the first thing she asked me was, do I look like how I look on my pictures? (laughs) I was like, what? Are you serious right now? I'm trying to enjoy my steak. She was older than me though, so I didn't pay for it. But that was <laughs> that was crazy. She thought I was gonna reject her just off of her looks, for real. That's wild. That's that's some but that's how it is. That's how some people live their lives. Fearing that they'll be rejected because of the color of their skin, because of what's on their face, because of their tattoos. And it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate, but until we reject the thought of people rejecting us because of just of how we look, that won't even bother us anymore. We'll start to attract people, places, things, and ideas who do accept us for who we are, who do embrace us for who we are, because we embrace who we are no matter what we look like, no matter the color of our skin. Because the life that we really want to live, the life that we really want to see is on the other side of fear and rejection. Once we embrace rejection, we won't fear it because we have to know when to reject shit that's not for us. Like if you want to lose weight, and you keep eating that chicken, you keep eating that cheeseburger, you keep eating that pizza, Buddy, good luck losing that weight. Or if you want to keep a man or you want to keep a woman and all you do is whine and complain and nag and never have anything exciting to talk about, never have anything enlightening to talk about, can't even share your thoughts, can't even express who you are in a more balanced light. I mean, it could be negative, but have some positivity to it too, huh? If you don't have that, then... Why would somebody want to stay with you? Why would a man or woman want to be with you? I understand misery loves company, but happiness love has to have some type of happiness too. Because everybody going through something, everybody going through something. But the fact that the the fact that we are all going through something gives us something to look forward to, gives us something positive to look forward to. Because every day we are losing something. And that's cool. That is cool. We need to embrace our losses more. Because for every loss, there's a gain. We're gaining something in return. So it's up to us if we want to create a positive or a negative return. Rejection is one of the best teachers that we have in this world. It keeps us out of harm's way. It teaches us that not everything is for us. If it is for us, how bad do we want it? How much are we willing to give up and sacrifice to get what is rejecting us? 
When you realize how powerful rejection is, you will realize how beautiful the struggle is. To struggle and fight for something that you really want, that you know is going to set you up, is going to create your heaven here on earth, you'll embrace that struggle every fucking day. I promise you that. Because whatever you're doing, whatever you're learning, it's going to get easier the more you keep at it, the more you keep chipping away. That's what rejection's taught me. I've had my dreams rejected so many times, so many doors slammed in my face. But I'm still here. I ain't give up. Still not giving up. Because the future is as bright as you make it. We are the conductors. We are the creators of this shit. We have free will here on this earth. Hope can only get you so far. But hope plus faith plus action, there's no stopping you. So, how bad do you say you want what you want? Because we can talk all day. But we need that action to back it up. So don't fear rejection, because rejection is on your side. That's all the time we have today for the What Is Life podcast. I want to thank you all for coming back for episode 36, for tuning in, for always being such great listeners, such a great audience. This podcast, literally, it would not exist without you. Without you. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. You've made it this far. You're a special soul. You're a special light. You're a visionary. You're a genius. You're awesome. You're amazing. This is dope, y'all. Like, we're really building something here. 36 episodes in. Wow. If you haven't copped the book of Love So Blind, I still don't know what you're doing with your life. I still don't know why you're playing around. I still don't... Maybe you want to be blind to love. Maybe you want to see how love is blinding you. I don't know. I, I don't know. But if I were you... I won't go cop the book because it'll probably change your life and make you more aware of love and what you're choosing to be blind to when it comes to love. Rejection is on your side, I promise you. Once you've been rejected things, you'll know what's for you. You'll know what's not for you. So it'll be easier for you to reject and cut off anything that is not serving you in this life. As always, it's been your boys, been your hosts, Sensei Speeds, Mr. Cronkite himself. And in case you didn't know why I say Mr. Cronkite himself, it's because I graduated from um, ASU, Walter Cronkite School of Journalism. So there you have it. I love you all and stay tuned for episode 37. It's getting spooky. Spooky, spooky, spooky.